And now we are going to swing over to the All-State Skyline studio. Mike, you still on the phone? Mike Kappas and Christine, I think, is still on. And we've got Lurie Bell. Lurie, are you there? Yes, sir. Hey, how are you? I'm fine. Okay, thanks for joining us tonight. And uh, I want to make sure we've got everybody in one place. I don't know if Mike... I don't know if Mike Kappas can hear us. I see Mike went away. Well, Amberly, are you there? Amberly Stokes? Here. I am here. Thank you for having us. Okay, I'm going to turn up your, your volume. I can hear Lurie fine. I can't hear Amberly that good. Okay, I, I see you, Amberly. Try it again. Hey. Okay, that's hey, a lot better. Here I okay, am. that's a lot better. So we're talking J.J. Kale, and then when we were setting this up, uh, Amberly, you guys said you were coming back from the Blues Awards in Memphis and... Yes, that's right. We listened to quite a bit of uh, blues music, and you know, JJ Kale was definitely amongst some of the great music we we got to listen to on the way back and on the way there, but specifically on the way back. So when when you called and um, said you were doing the show, I mean, that definitely came to mind. Uh, Lurie is actually doing a JJ Kale song. I got the same old blues on his next record. Coincidentally. Did you know that, you guys? Mike and Christine? Uh, no, I did not know that. That's great. That's great. I didn't know that, but that song was covered by Captain Beefheart and Freddie King. Yes, Freddie King. Um, we're, I'm a huge, huge Freddie King fan. Um, I'm sure Lurie, Lurie is. I, I know he's probably a bigger Freddie King fan than me. He's probably got a lot more years loving Freddie than I do, but... Um, you know, we're looking forward to uh, to doing that one. Lurie, what do you what do you what do you like about JJ Kale? Well, I like his style. You know, he's 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 kind of traditional, and I like traditional music. You know, he's a, he's 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 got a certain sound that you know catches my ear. And the guitar playing, yes, sir. A lot of a lot of finesse, a lot of style in the guitar playing. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. So. Um, Mike, we were talking about some of the stuff, and I'm going to try to tie all this together. One reason I, I saw this stuff on Facebook about the new teeth for Lurie. You, you want to talk about that, Amberly? And then we'll go into the heart fund with Mike. I'm going to try to tell, tie all these points together. But, uh, Amberly, talk about when you took over managing um, Lurie and, and what's happened with his career since you took over. Well, I've always, from the, I've worked at Rosa's for 10 years right. now. And, um, I mean, I remember the night I met Lurie 10 years ago or so, somewhere around there. Um, I just, I remember the first song that he sang, like the first note that came out of his mouth. I was just floored. I could not believe what I was hearing. Um, I mean, it, he's just, he's amazing. He's my hero. So uh, when... I don't know, we got together a couple months ago. My son was in an accident in August, and I hadn't seen Lurie a lot. Um, and he played Roses in February, and we just kind of, you know, uh, had a talk, and it, I needed a job, and he had a job for me, so we kind of went with it, and it seems like it's going well. Um, I have experience with Heart Fund, um, several experiences where they've helped out some of the guys at Rosa's, um, before I even came to Rosa's, I was um, involved with a guy that got really, really sick, and um, they kind of came to his rescue. Uh, you know, musicians go through a lot not having access to good medical care, and the people at Heart Fund are literally lifesavers. 
So, uh, you know, Lurie needed just a little bit of help, and, you know, I made some phone calls, and uh, we made it happen. Well, Lurie, and then I'll go to Mike here in a minute, but Lurie, when I saw that picture, you smiling with those new teeth, I go, I got to bring you on the show, even though this is just radio. I mean, it was great. It was- ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It looked really, really, and that you know, how did that feel? I mean, it just it, 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 those pictures were just so fantastic. Oh, I, I mean, you know, it, it's good to to be photographed, and 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 you like what you have, uh, uh, what the photographer have photographed, you know. So I kind of, you know, I kind of like it was the right moment, and I said, yeah, you know, I got to, I got to let this happen. You know what I mean? Job well done. It's a job yeah, well done. Thank you. And My, how about that Optimo hat? Yeah, yeah, Graham. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Graham. Graham's great. Uh, Mike, talk about the Heart Fund Handy Artist Relief Trust. Well, um, there, there was a Rhythm and Blues Foundation, which is now no longer active, but at uh, years ago they had a wonderful program. They helped out Rhythm and Blues artists, and uh, they also uh, would help those in need they would give cash assistance to and and referral assistance i think to people with uh health problems funerals uh unable to pay their rent things of that nature and i just thought uh the blues foundation should have something like this so i stole the idea and shared it with uh the blues foundation and they were definitely open to it and uh i put up the initial fund money to to get it going then i also did uh, coordinated tours of Handy All-Stars. The Blues Music Awards were called WC Handies at that time. So I put together tours packaging people that had won these WC Handy Awards. Little Milton, Charlie Musselwhite, Johnny Johnson, uh, a number of other people, Joe Lewis Walker, Duke Robillard, John Hammond, all of these different people revolving different packages. And so I, you know, set this up for the Blues Foundation, but I was not active in in running it and just in recent years especially jan this is 20 years right now 20 years since it started and uh, in about the last seven years janice johnson a doctor in arizona has really picked up the ball and run this incredibly well working with music cares to get custom fit earplugs for people checking people for their blood pressure doing blood tests you know, find out about people with diabetes they were not aware of, prostate cancer situations they're not aware of, all these different things. So she's done a fantastic job. I was actually with her. I was at the Blues Music Awards, and we spent some time together. And we were walking into the awards and saw Larry, and she mentioned that she had just helped out. And then, uh, by the way, I should say I love the performance, too, that Larry did really great so, uh, at the Blues Music Awards. For uh, both Amberly and Mike, did you have any um, contact information, how people can find out, how listeners or musicians listening can find out more about the Heart Fund? You can go to the Blues Foundation, blues.org. Or if you've got something more specific to your fingertips, Amberly, you can share that. Um, I don't. And uh, I just want to say we got to see Janice at the BMAs as well in Memphis. And she is a fantastic lady. Um, I've worked with her multiple times now. And I just I can't say enough good things about her. Uh, Lurie, she is great. Lurie um, in the world you've traveled in and, and, and we're going to get into your own history after the news here. But um, 
How much are some of these services that they're talking about needed from uh, your, your compatriots and your peers? I mean, diabetes, eyesight, uh, prostate cancer. Uh, do you guys ever talk about that? I mean, how, how, much, is, how much is this needed, what, what we're talking about right now? Well, I mean, uh, but I've been uh, uh, fighting sugar diabetes for a little, uh, almost 15 years now, you know. And uh, I'm diagnosed with, uh, uh, um, I'm, I'm type 2 diabetic. And uh, so far, you know, I've seen some, some great physicians and doctors, and, and they have said I'm doing real good these days, you know, with my sugar nowadays. And, uh, you know, um, Right now, you know, I, uh, it's a lot of that going around. A lot of people I know have, have, are, have sugar diabetes now, you know. And my doctors are good doctors, and they say I'm doing really good with, with, with dealing with that nowadays, you know. And uh, I've been blessed, and I always pray for people that, that have the same diagnosis as I have when it comes down to sugar diabetes. And my father... Mm -hmm. Uh, well, had 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 sugar diabetes, and I guess it runs in my family some kind of way. So that's why I have it. But you know, so far, you know, uh, uh, I, you know, uh, I'm doing pretty good. I feel great, and uh, I make sure that I do what I have to do. And when I'm prescribed medication, take it, you know, like I'm supposed to. And so far, it's under control. You look great. Do you hear that much? We're going to have to take a break here for the news in a minute. But, uh, Amberly, do you hear much of that at Roses and stuff? I mean, t people talking about these issues? You know, we can hardly hear you in here. I, I don't know if we can turn you up in, in here or not. Um, do I hear a lot about uh, musicians in need, you said, at yeah, Roses? Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I've raised um, the funds for multiple funerals um, since I've been at Roses when Eric Guitar Davis passed away. Uh, when he was murdered, I don't know, gosh, six years ago now, um, I raised the money for his funeral, and uh, Heart was certainly involved, Music Cares was involved. Um, I kind of learned how just because, because of people that I personally knew and cared about and loved, these guys are going through these things and a lot of, um, you know, just challenges and this country is just not set up for people that you know don't have traditional jobs to have health insurance and life insurance sometimes the income just isn't there for these guys to have that so yeah i do i have encountered that a lot and um again you know funds like these are just literal lifesavers for for a lot of these um artists Okay, we're going to take a break for the news, and then we are going to come out with that live music we've been promising with uh, Larry Bell and Dan Corelli on guitar, and we'll also have uh, some more comments from Amberly Stokes. So don't go away on Nocturnal Journal on WGN. Welcome back, and I'm going to say, like, without further ado, you there, Larry Bell? Yes, sir. And Dan Corelli on guitar. Are you there, Dan? Okay, tell us what you got for us. Tell us the song you're going to play here. Well, I'm going to do this song uh, that I, I admired and learned from uh, a man who, who I called my grandfather. Uh, he was a he was an old piano player to play traditional music, and I loved it, this song that he made. Uh, uh, I heard and, and, and I kind of liked it, and it stayed with me. 
It's it's uh the man this man was was named Mr. Charlie C. West. He did a song called Call Me on the Phone Sometimes. And this I'm gonna try to and me and Dan gonna 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 try to do it for you. Okay. Alright. Alright. You know, I just want to uh, dump all my questions and just have you play the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Man, that's great. It's a source, man. It's just like, uh, thank you so much for coming down, Lurie Bell and Dan Carlelli. Talk about, uh, you've got a slew of, of, of cool gigs coming up. Um, what all do I have here? I have uh, Buddy Guys Legends coming up. Uh-huh. What date is that? May 20. 20- Eighth? Oh, I would have to I, look. He's, he's working almost every single day in June. Yeah. So we, you can uh, see all of his dates at Lurie.com. May 30th at Smoke Daddy Wrigleyville. Wrigleyville there? Yes. Lurie, are you a Cubs fan or a Sox fan? I'm a Cubs fan <laughs> and a Sox fan. <laughs> I love baseball, <laughs> <Yeah>. period. <laughs> and you're doing Blues Fest on June 8th? Uh, yes. Yes, sir. 
And man, he's been on the show. Dan Long, one of Dan Long and I's favorite. Little Steven, you're opening for him? Yes, that is at New York State Blues Fest uh, next month. Wow, wow. It's it's so great that you're 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 being discovered. I mean, people need to know uh tell listeners somebody driving around tonight uh, outside of Chicago. Talk about just What's so great about you, Laurie, is you grew up with this. I mean, you played with Willie Dixon as a teen. I know you played with Coco Taylor. Talk about the lessons you learned from all these greats. Well, I tell you, you know, uh, I started playing guitar as a youngster. I was uh, blessed and, 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 and surrounded by musicians that I liked it. You know, because my, my father introduced me to all these blues, uh, traditional cats uh, from the South. The know, great Carrie Bell. Carrie? Carrie yeah. Bell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. From, um, I mean, musicians like uh, uh, people uh, that uh, from the South, from Mississippi and places like that. And, 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 and of course, my dad also was from Mississippi. And when I and, and when I when I when I saw all these blues blues greats and musicians, I heard them. You know, it kind of caught my ear, and I caught and I found myself picking up a guitar that my dad had around around his house, and and the next thing I know, I was playing the blues. You know, like 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 all these old timers. You know, and I and and, and I and I kind of like taught myself how to play a twelve bar blues. And, and and before I know that, I developed my own sound. That's what I'm saying. I was telling Amberly. I mean, I, you have you do have your own sound. It's so distinct. It's a full sound. You have these round tones. Talk about what it's like to venture out and be your own man. Yeah. Well, um, you know, when 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 I when I when I decided and and found out that I could uh, uh, create my own style, you know, I said to myself, you know, I said. I'm gonna make this my living, <laughs> and, and so far it, it has been taking care of me, and uh, 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 and of course it, it has been paying the bills, you know, you know, and I keep a roof over my head, and I have uh, uh, guitars now, you know, that I own, and records, and blues records, so you know, um, uh, the essentials. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's important. Yeah, uh, and, 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 and and I would like I, I would like to say, sir, you know, it, it, it has basically taken me around the world. You sure. know, I've seen uh, different cultures, and 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 and, and uh, I've been to uh, uh, countries. You know, that uh, people that that's crazy about blues, about especially Chicago. Chicago blues. blues. Yeah. What did you learn about uh, leading a band and organizing a band? I mean, uh, I mean, Willie, you might have played with Willie Dixon, I think, as a, as a kid, as a teenager, but just being around these bands, what did that, what did that do for you in, in uh, creating your own bands? Well, uh, 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 being able to be exposed with, with people like Willie Dixon and the Chicago Blues All-Stars and knowing all of his band members and everything, it taught me how to be a leader right. in the blues world. You know, and and, uh, and you know, I found myself. You know, I you know, I I got my own unit now. I got a four-piece rhythm section, piano, bass, drums, and myself. You know, and uh, I like the sound that I'm getting these days because you know, I'm I'm, I'm more of 
uh, of I would say myself being myself with 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 the sound that I'm getting through the blues that I hear these days. For both you guys, uh, Amberly, what can you say about uh, the future? What what future projects are coming up? Uh, any new records? Yeah, well, we are flying to Los Angeles uh, in June, and he's preparing to do a, a new record. We're really excited because Steve Ferroni is going to be coming in and playing some drums on that. We have some other special guests that we are super excited about. So, um, you know, we, we really can't... I, the sky's the limit as far as I'm concerned. He's got an Optimo hat. He's got a new guitar. Hmm. I don't, you know, he's got a, a manager that really wants to see him be on top. So I, you know, I, I don't really know what's going to stop us at this point. And you still got to play City News Cafe. I know those guys there, and uh, I think it's great that you, you, I know you've played there a lot late yeah. uh, in recent years. So uh -huh. that's great. We're going to take a break. We got to get another song in. So uh, don't go away on Nocturnal Journal on WGN. Welcome back to Nocturnal Journal. You know, back in the day, I used to stay over at the Shack Up Inn. I think that's what those guys are called, down by Clarksdale, Mississippi. And I'd get up in the morning, you know, and I'd hear a gospel radio, an AM radio. It just sounded so great. I think that's what's so great about hearing this music on, on AM tonight. People uh, all over the, the country can hear this stuff. So I'm going to shut up. And just want you to play us off the show. So what do you got for us, Lurie? I want to thank Ro Coleman for uh, the production, Dan Long for helping out with the engineering. So set up what you got for us for the rest of the show. I got a song I'm going to do by Muddy Waters. Uh, uh, Honeybee, the name of this song, I, I, I used to listen to uh, uh, when I was a youngster, and I always admired this song. And... I like to do it for you all. It's it's, uh, uh, it's old traditional blues recording by uh, who was considered the king of the blues in Chicago years ago, called Honeybee. Okay, Larry Bell and Dan Carlali. Be 